You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time's done. We're having a night. Woohoo. Here we are. Hey, guys. It's Sophie. And it's Ari. Coming at you still in 2020. Can't wait for 2021 having a night. Lots of nights to be had. Yes. I see them. I see them in my mind's eye. Not so many hours of 2020 left. And as we all know, thank God, we made it through a really rough year. Well, have you ever wanted a year to be over as badly as this one? No, in fact, I've never understood that whole thing of being like, good fucking riddance, 2019. Like, I've never, I've always been like, guys, of course I understand, like, if you had a lot of personal traumas happen in a year or any personal traumas happen in a year, of course. But just the sort of general thing of like, fucking every year, people are like, 2016, bye. 2017. I have felt that somewhere. Oh, I never do. This year, I'm like, get it out. Get it the fuck out. Oh, yeah. I just need to turn the page. New leaf. What are some other expressions? New year, new you. New year, new me. Hmm. New year, new look. <laughs> Always. New day, new look. New hour, new look. Yeah, I am ready. I'm, I'm going to like get down with, I'm almost like veering into horoscope territory. Like the earth is going to complete one round of the sun and spin around itself. And I will feel like, oh, and then everything is completely different as opposed to it just keeps going. I'm the here for that. Of what we will experience. But I also think it's important to feel like this chapter is actually closing so that even if things are the same in 2021, True. at least our approach to them can be different. Oh, that's such a great point. You know, because like the light at the end of the tunnel is getting closer and that is huge. Yeah. Like, wow, wait, hold on. Harry yeah. just read me quite a headline, which is apparently the Moderna vaccine is creating swelling in people who have had facial injections. I read that this is false and fake news. Oh my God. Well, okay. Good call for me to ask Harry what his news sources are, but I was laughing so hard. And obviously most people haven't gotten their injections this year. So I'm sure it's fine. That's true. Oh, not, a, not an essential business. Yes. Well, doctors are essential. And I think those are doctors. I'm sure many would argue that fillers are essential, but I did, I did find a bit of amusement in that. But also, if that happened, it would probably look very scary. Yeah, I think that that's a, a risk with any kind of, any foreign substance in your body, whether it's right. filler or like, I have pins in my arm, right? Like it can just, it can cause things to yeah. freak out because your body's immune system is like suddenly activated. Guys, I'm literally making all of this up. I, I 
I watch the news as I like do 20 other things. So I think that's what I read or what I saw. Cause I did see people saying, what is this? This is fake. Okay. About, okay. about that. Probably headline. the yeah. dermatologist union is being like, this is fake. I swear. Come back for your Botox. But anyway. it's the same. Like it is real, but it's not a huge problem. Or like yes. it's very rare. The same right. way I, I saw today, you can get like Bell's palsy if you, but it's, that's, you can get that with any vaccine, you know, or so, any shot. Yes. Obviously I want to be clear. This is not anti-vaccine talk. We are both very, very, very into the vaccine. We are so excited. I was more just sort of giggling at the idea of, you know, someone who had spent a lot of money on filler going in to get their vaccine and lo and behold. <laughs> like it's immediately really puffy. I don't That'd know. I don't know. No, oh I don't God. think so. Anyway. Wait, you asked me the question, have you ever wanted a year to be over as much as you wanted 2020 to be over? The answer was no. Have you? Yes. Uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. As much as 2020 or have they been building? It's been exponential. Well, here's the thing. Each one, I'm like, this coming year cannot be as bad as last year. You know, I think we've reached a peak of some kind. and. And then 2020 happened. I think that's why we're all kind of, well, I can only speak for myself, but like really having, you know, some emotional, personal, mental issues because it's like how it's the unthinkable is happening in less than a year. Everyone, the entire world, life is upended. There's a, we're living through a pandemic. Sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, it's a, it's a pandemic. I never thought I would use that word as frequently as I do. You know, we are not talking about a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's totally crazy. (laughs) The emotional ups and downs. I was (laughs) driving in the car with Harry today, and I heard the first—not kidding—the first three bars of "She Is Leaving Home" by the Beatles, and started weeping. And I had to change the song because I was like, "How do they fit so much?" emotion into three bars. It was, I couldn't, I couldn't help it, but I do think, I mean, in an interesting way, it's sort of just like blown everything open and like, there's nothing to hide behind when the world is going through a pandemic. It's just fucking scary and really Mm -hmm. sad, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do feel hopeful because it is really scary, but it's amazing how uh, the majority of people have been coming together and, and ready to do what, what is asked of them to get through this. You know, this, if this ever happens again, people are going to know what to do and we're going to know that it's temporary and that, you know, fingers crossed and that it's a small sacrifice that we're making for the greater good. And, and I mean, it's fascinating just the way your brain kind of processes the, this information. I was thinking about back in March, April, even May, no vaccine in sight, no vaccine in sight. And we were just like going about our day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember talking to someone, they were like, yeah, I think it's going to be at least a year. And I was like, no, but like, what did I think was going to happen? It's like your brain shuts down long-term processing. Exactly. And that's what's, I mean, I think it's been so interesting watching how obviously different people have dealt with this because so many people- so many of my close friends were like, it's going to be at least a year to two years. I'm just hunkering down. I'm just getting used to the idea. And I was literally incapable of thinking that way. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, it's going to be done by August. August came. Nope, it's going to be done by December. Obviously right. now December is here. And like the end is actually in sight, knock on wood. Although still <laughs> it's like normalcy may not be in sight, but it it's just so, it's like 
optimism, pessimism, realism, but that's not really, those aren't really even the correct words to describe any of that reaction, right? It's just like, how do you cope? No, exactly. It's just a coping mechanism. It's yeah. like a, it's like a great loss, you know, dealing with that kind of, you know, if someone close to you passes away and many, many people have passed and their, their, you know, communities are suffering, but just how do you, you just day by day, your brain yeah. like converts to this kind of short term, you know, I have to do this and then this and then this. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. We are, we're amazing creatures. But I'm just proud of, of, you know, most of our country and the ways that we, we've kind of banded together. And, and there's been a bunch of silver linings, you know? Like us making video content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I we do could- want to say one thing, one, one more thing about this, which is I am like, I'm, I'm, really having this sense of like, oh my God, I hope that we're about to embark on like the roaring twenties and like this period of creativity and artistry and just like an explosion of humanity. Mm -hmm. And I very much hope that. And I also, and I'm thinking so much about 2021 and like just love, like an outpouring of love and enjoyment and a lust for life. And I'm also very aware of the fact that like, I think we're also going to be dealing with a, obviously a huge amount of PTSD, some people Mm. more than others in different ways than others. But I think it's very, very hard to actually metabolize what we've been living through before it's over. Totally. And I think it's like what you were just saying about kind of going day to day. I think there's going to be a lot of this stuff of like, I'm out and I'm at a club and I'm like seeing people and I'm hugging people and I'm Mm -hmm. taking a drink out of someone else's drink. And then simultaneously, or not simultaneously, like reading the news and being like, oh my God, how can I cope with the fact that 300,000 people are dead? Like, and that's yeah. just where we are now, right? Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to raise that point that I think next year may be hard in its own ways, but hopefully that there will be more joy and less fear. I hope so. I hope so. I think it's going to get real shady. I don't think we've seen the darkest yet, but, the, but, we, but we know dawn is imminent. Imminent. Yeah. Imminent. Ari and I are both having a drink, everyone. It's five o'clock somewhere. 2020, when every night is a night. Every night is a night. And yet a pandemic, I should say. <laughs> During a pandemic, every night is a night. Okay, if you're what alive. Did you eat a lot of in the pandemic in 2020. I love this. Okay. So many things early on that I didn't think I would that I just normally don't eat, like canned goods, which I feel like was because we bought all these canned goods <laughs> preemptively. And then we were like, fuck, we have to eat these. Exactly. Everybody stocked up on shit. And then they're like, oh, wait, groceries are an essential business? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I would really, we should shoot this. I would really love to relive those first few grocery store adventures where it was like pandemonium and there was no chicken. It was like people were running, fighting, like women tearing each other's hair out. Like just like the, that guys, nice like cabbage patch doll thing. Oh my God. It's like, what the fuck? I know. I mean, listen, steaks were different. I want to be clear. Yes. And obviously the toilet paper and, and paper goods, like napkins, paper towels. But I'm more interested in, in the random food things that 
were out. I mean, the yeah. flower, the flower was hilarious. Like, yes, there's this and yes. many people baking. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, in a way I'm like, oh, I keep on thinking, I really want to discuss like what food trends do we think we're going to see in 2021? <laughs> and after actually now I'm like, oh, how many people are going to open bakeries? There was already a whole thing in New York magazine about this like fantastic French guy who I think was a photographer who just became a wonderful baguette baker. And Jesus. now that's his full-time job. Don't you wish that you picked up <laughs> something that you've yeah. never, or just like started something that you'd never done before? I mean, it seems like probably he had, but imagine if you'd never done it before and you just had this incredible, it's basically magic talent. Yeah. I, well, I've been learning the guitar and I have to say, I think I have a magic talent. I'm America's next top guitarist. Can't wait. <laughs> I can't can't wait to be your handler. I'm having so I'm much writing fun the writer. But if you guys saw my mom and I did a quote unquote recital for Harry and my dad on Christmas Adorable. Eve, you should have seen the two of us. First Would of you all, sing? Of us, yes, we sang Christmas carols and played them on the guitar and we tried to sing close harmony and it was a shit show. <laughs> oh but anyway, God, I love all it. What does it say? I'm one of those people. Oh, good for <laughs> you. Good for you. I always think I'm that way with cooking and then like I fuck something up, you know? Yeah. I'm like, this is the secret magical power that I have that no one knows because I'm an actor, but they kind of know, but, and I'm going to wow people. And then like, I burn the garlic, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just an ordinary person with a passion. I think, yeah. Yeah. And also that's great. Yes. Like human. No one is superhuman. Except that baguette guy. Yeah. Well, who knows? I've never tasted his baguettes. They might not even True. be that good. People well, one of my resolutions. Yeah. One of my resolutions, and it's, I started it early, but I realized because I, you know, started baking bread, and my bread was very good. Um, it wasn't amazing, but like it was, it was edible and like good, especially when it was came right out of the oven, hot out the oven, but. I realized it wasn't giving me joy at all. I found it stressful. And rather than do it, I I would rather give my time and money to a local bakery and support yes. their work than, than try and do it myself. I do believe there will come a time in my life where I get really into baking bread. And similarly, it probably... It'll probably be fine. Probably won't be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'll just get over it very quickly. Yeah, I'm but, just not a baker. But props to all the people who who took on sourdough for the first time and now we're talking about starters as if it's second nature. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's incredible, guys. Bravo. I ate a lot of um, pasta in lockdown. Yes. I mean, pasta to the rescue. I think pasta to me is like the ultimate cozy. Other people want to stew. I want a pasta. I want a large bowl of pasta where I can't see the bottom. Yeah. And even once I've eaten the whole thing, I still can't see the bottom. In fact, it's bottomless. It's It's just a hole. It goes all the way to China. Olive Garden is my favorite restaurant. Um, I I mean, that brings me back to one of, I think, both of our, one of our favorite guests this this year was Kalu Henry. Oh my God, Just like Back Pocket Pasta, if you haven't listened to her episode, she wrote the Bible to the pandemic. She wrote the cookbook of the pandemic like years before the pandemic even fucking happened. And not only does she have amazing pasta recipes, if you are a fan of New York Times cooking, she has so many good bean recipes. Yes. 
I feel like I said that like I was angry. I'm trying to say it with emphasis because I think she's incredible. I love her so much. So yes, pasta has taken more of a central role in my life than it had before. This year you're like this and seven fishes. I'm like turning you into an Italian. You're like Italian by proxy. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say formerly I was more like Italian by proxy. Now I'm Italian American by proxy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Was there anything that you cooked during the pandemic that you're like, wow, this is now a part of my repertoire. Can't believe I busted this out. Um, I can't think of a specific dish, but I think just, uh, more vegetarian cooking. Mm, Yeah, totally. As I've mentioned before, I was quarantining still am with uh, two vegetarians and it's just forced me to you know rethink how I plan a menu what I think I should be eating and I'm I'm just I'm really thankful for that that's awesome what about you it's kind of tricky because I've been with my dad for so much of it and he's such an incredible cook and also right a total control freak in the kitchen sorry daddy right. if you're listening to this So I actually weirdly feel like I didn't get to cook nearly as much as I usually would, but I'm just going to go out there on a limb and say more fearlessness when it comes to raw seafood, like Mm. a tuna crudo, a scallop crudo, and the list ends there. So let's move on. (laughs) When were you having those things? I'm so jealous. Let's transition into, we're no longer looking back. Let's look. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. The best question on this fabulous doc that Ari made is, okay, if you could encapsulate 2020 into oh, yeah. a dish and or cocktail. What would it be? Okay. Okay. I really <laughs> want to say the stew, but I'm worried that that came out in 2019. But I think that the stew, which is an Alison Roman dish, who, as we know, then was oh. canceled very early on in 2020. I believe now she is decanceled. But so. the stew is coconut milk, it's chickpeas, and that's fucking it, you guys. So it's like, there is nothing more, nothing that screams pandemic like a canned stew. Yes. And it's yummy. Yes. Then I was thinking about that stupid fucking coffee drink. Oh my God. Was that, (laughs) wait, was that pre, that's pre-pandemic. Oh, it's not. Because I remember getting a text from you being like, have you made this? And then immediately trying to make it and being like, this is- That was during the pandemic? I thought that was like in 2019 that I asked you to make it. No, oh, no, no, no. It was definitely during the pandemic because we talked about it on a chip hour. What was it called? Guys, that fluffy coffee? (sighs) I don't remember. Is it like Taiwanese? Maybe. I'm not sure. It looks really good, but I can imagine it doesn't taste like much. Tasted like rubber. Um, I mean, it's possible that I used the wrong kind of coffee, but like, come the fuck on. If it tastes that bad, it's not going to get better with the kind of coffee that you use. Was the texture good? Yes. That's the thing. It looks so edible. It looks like, like a coffee mousse. That makes it worse. And then you dip in your spoon and you're like, oh, here we go. No. (laughs) Bitter? So bitter, but it's possible that it, maybe it calls for like a lot more sugar than I used. Anyway. Right, but at that point you're like, do I even want to eat that? Like, I don't care if the sugar whips it into this incredible texture. Like, I don't want to be putting right. this in my body. I, I mean, to me, it speaks to the desperation that people yes. were in this year yes. of like, just give me something that I can make at home that literally looks like I had to stand it for two hours in line waiting for. Yeah. 
Okay. What would you say? Any other? I think that I was thinking more in terms of like uh, imaginary dishes, like some kind of probably a stew that like the garlic is burned and there's like every vegetable that was like rotting in the fridge because you signed up for like 20 CSAs, (laughs) you know, once you realized you could and toilet paper stew. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like a, it's a kitchen sink kind of deal. Yeah. And, and something that Where's the, you know, disguise of being comforting, but is kind of not that delicious at all. I'm so sick of, of comfort food. I I want 2021 to just be like freshness, flavor, fire, like Lits adventurous, and glamour, like man. small, small dishes, bites <laughs> no. of things. I just no. want to have a fucking meal. That's like little time, like caviar. Well, I just want caviar all the time, but bites of things as opposed to like, here's another thing in a pot. You know why you want bites of things? Because you are imagining yourself at a big party where there's some past hors d'oeuvres and you're going, I'll have one of those and I'll have one of those. That I'm scared of getting freedom, (laughs) freedom of choice. And no, thank you. I don't want one of those. Yes, but I'm, I'm going to go chase down up. that nice caterer that has the the little uh, grapes and brie that I like. Totally. Oh I mean, God. but I agree. I mean, I think this was a year for lasagna. This was a year for a meatball. Grossy Pelosi, one of our guests, has another great guest up over this year. He's so fantastic. He's a, he's so fun. Such an amazing year for him because a lot of those yes. foods are like that, right? They feel very cozy it feels like a warm blanket which totally is what he hit it at the right time that's so true speaking of hitting things at the right time i want to talk about the fact that ari and i uh dressed up so you got married fieri (laughs) ari and i dressed up as guy fieri like a month ago and this week the cut by new york magazine put out a whole article about he's a how he's a misunderstood chef and underrated so we just want to say we're ahead of the curve we're so ahead of the curve, Ari. We're constantly ahead of the curve. It it's pains awesome. me. Okay, let's look forward. Let's look towards a year that feels like, hey, two thumbs up. Yes, I will say another special guest that we had on in 2020 who is great to bring us into 2021 is Andy Baragani because totally. he makes all these comforting dishes, but he uses all these flavors and different ingredients that you wouldn't necessarily think to pair together. He's just, he kind of straddles that that line. Yeah. Also, because, you know, we will be shedding our sweatpants and we will be putting on pants that have uh, no elastic in them. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I just want to get dressed up like crazy. Every time I go out, every time you see me from now on, I'm going to be wearing tall bell bottoms. Me too, but never in the home. I'm going to have like a set of home clothes and a set of not home clothes. In fact, I just got two new caftans. Need I say more? From where? (laughs) I had a caftan. Well, I have a caftan that I bought when I was in Thailand and then I brought it to a tailor and I had some old fabric that I had bought once when I was in India oh, that's been sitting in my closet for five years, not knowing what to do with it. So I had the tailor just um, make the same caftan. If I had a caftan, <laughs> I'd caftan in the morning, <laughs> like caftan in the evening, all over my home. I'd 
Captain in danger. I'd captain in hole and cozy. Oh my god. But when I went outside, I wouldn't wear my captain. No, no. I'd wear my real clothes. <laughs> Thank you. That was Captain. Brought to you by having a night. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, enough about caftans. What is your menu for your first dinner party back? I'm talking about, there's no masks. There's no fear. There's like, this is, we are allowed to have a dinner party. We feel good about having a dinner party. It's a celebration. What's the vibe menu? How many people? Ooh, I'm getting very um, It's almost too much for me to handle. Okay. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't know if I've thought all of it through. So maybe you can help me with my idea. I think okay. it's very, very very heavy on the hors d'oeuvres and possibly like past hors d'oeuvres and a table of hors d'oeuvres. And I want like different crudos, different like crazy yuzu cucumber type things. Like Mm. I just want flavors from other cultures. I want spice. I want freshness. I want brightness and I want things to be small. And I also want special things. I want celebratory things, things that are shared like cheese plates, charcuterie boards, you know, um, remember early on, it was like, oh, you know, don't share anything when we were still super, super scared about like contact uh, exposure. So I want my menu just to have a lot of freshness. I I want it to be like very, I don't know, like ferocious. Yeah. Like I want it to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. There's no stew situation, and I would, I do think, obviously, it will be important to sit and gather at the table. But I'm just so excited about what comes before that. I mean, maybe that is the whole meal of just like the talking to lots of people and eating oh, small things. Imagine <laughs> aspect of imagine. the evening. What do you? Where do you take it? I agree. Like, I think you want to catch people at the witching hour, right? Mm-hmm. Where like everybody comes in and it's just platters of small bites of food. I'm talking about Gougere. Mm-hmm. She's puff. Um, I definitely want a shrimp cocktail. I want to have shucked 60 oysters. Yes. Um, I want like a crab claw. Yes. But all, but it's funny because we're talking about all things that are very light. Yes. I, I do want light thing. I, I'm going to get, I'll get to this later. I th- I foresee this coming. Interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm dying to talk about as I said, food trends. Um, so that, and then I almost, so I was very actually inspired by the seven fishes. I had so much fun doing it. Can I tell Mm -hmm. you my menu? Oh my God. Okay. So we started with oysters and shrimp cocktail. I homemade cocktail sauce. I homemade a naoli. Mm -hmm. Then we did a lobster bisque that Harry made. Spaghetti alla vongole. Then we did whole sea bass cooked in salt. Nice. Crusted sea bass, not crusted, whatever, salt baked with a batarga salad or like a little gem salad with batarga grated over it and an anchovy dressing. So I was very inspired by that. And I'm almost like, I want to take it back to the fifties and have everybody mm. come in black tie, mm. not black tie. I'm being so over the top, but everybody come <laughs> dressed to the nines. Mm, of course. Then, so do like those kinds of platters, almost like a raw fish bar. Mm-hmm. And then maybe do like a poached salmon situation or like a whole roast or something that feels very formal and like you present it at the table. Yes. Remember those poached salmons with like cucumbers lined up all over them so it looks like else? Yes, I love that. 
I think that's, I could totally see that coming. Like a trifle or something like that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of table side, like filleting a fish or slicing, <gasps> slicing some prime rib or something. I might be doing like a table side Caesar. Yeah, sure. Maybe. I'm even the one a, dressed up in black tie. <laughs> table side guac. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I do think that, you know, I'm talking about all these exotic ingredients because I, I think right off the bat, it's like, I want to celebrate once we, we, you know, approach any sort of normalcy. It's like, there's going to be this big celebratory vibe, dinner parties, you know, f- things that are meant to be shared. Like you're not going to have a whole wheel of brie between two people or by yourself. I mean, obviously you could, but different, different kind of night. Right. So I think there's that, but I think that will, after that kind of has faded, I think there's going to be a trend towards, you know, lo- more localization and, and looking for um, butchers, fishmongers, obviously all of the vegetation and fruits and veggies, everything that's growing near you and the local brands that are making their own vinegars, olive oils, all of that stuff. You know, the movement to support all these small businesses hopefully is going to be huge. And I hope so. And um, I think people have learned to rely on their neighbors in this time. And that trend hopefully will continue, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean like their neighbors, like small businesses around them rather than, you know, guys, importing everything on Amazon. I just canceled my Amazon Prime membership and I am <laughs> <laughs> all about it. Guys, you know what doesn't need your money? Fucking Amazon. Sorry. That's true. I'm, I'm actually, I, let's, let's put a pin on this because I want to see how long this lasts because I have heard of other people doing this and it's like, they couldn't. I never go on Amazon though. Well, I guess it's different because you live in a big city. Yes. Yes, totally. And also like, I understand people have kids. Like it's, everybody has their own cross to bear. I happen to live in a city where I feel like I can get everything you know, even if I have to leave my apartment and go kind of far to get it, I can get it. Um, I agree. I love supporting local businesses. I think I have a feeling like going out to eat is just going to become as if it wasn't already like the hottest thing in New York, but I think it is going to be, people are going to get dressed up. It's going to be like going out is a, is a real event for a while. I think people who have never really thrown parties are going to start throwing parties. Yes. Love it. And all because of us. <laughs> it was us. We did it all. It's our mm-hmm. big service to the world. <laughs> I wish though that I could be like, I wish that I could predict the shishito pepper of 2021. Ooh. You know? Oh yeah. God, I wish I was that good. Me too. Or be like, it's the, you know, it's the, it's the Brussels sprout. It's the bacon. It's right. the... Well, well, what do you think the most recent one has been? Shishitos, I feel like we're 2017, 2018. Castle Veltrano olives. Yep. Aperol big. spritzes. Yep. Rosé was very big. Yeah. Ooh, natural wine, very big. Pet nap might be one of the next big things. Mm-hmm. Pet nap, I'm like vegetables. What if like eggplant is the next thing? It couldn't possibly be that. No, it has to be something strange. I know, it has to be. Well, not- in a way, cauliflower was... 2018, 2019 of just like, you can rice it. You can bake it whole. You Talk can about fucking noodles. Kill me. Noodles. I'm just excited for this shift away from all of these comforting foods that we've been eating. Nothing wrong with that. I think we all needed it. Oh, I'm Even like without it. the pandemic, like comforting foods are very important. But I, I'm just 
yeah, super excited for rather than, you know, having multiple servings of like the same bowl and leftovers then the next day of the same thing in the same bowl, just bright flavors, small bites, just, ugh. I, I mean, if I were single, I would be, when, once I got the vaccine, I would be on the street kissing random people. <laughs> I would be having a crap outside and when a cute person walked by, I would kiss them. I mean, oh. it's so Good. exciting. Yeah. And picturing you and me on the Lower East Side having a few cocktails, just being so happy to be out and alive. I know. I know. I'm going to be so happy to support all of these restaurants and to go out. And, you know, the whole fashion industry is like, fashion is changing. Like, we are moving away from going out clothes and now everything is going to be athleisure and more. And it's like exactly what you were saying, Sophie. I agree. It's, there's going to be a big turn back. People are underestimating gals like you and me who are just, yes. and there's a lot of us. There are a lot of and, us. And, and guys too. Listeners. Yep, exactly. Just like, just waiting, you know, I've got, I've got my, uh, my wish list on, you know, the real, real and all these Ooh. webs of like crazy weird gowns that I can't wait to wear and that I will just fucking wear. I don't care if it's to your house. I don't care if it's to a diner. That's what I'm feeling is I'm feeling this thing of like giving less of a fuck about what's appropriate or not appropriate because yes. This year has blown open the fact that God, we don't know what's going to happen. How to live? Yeah, and like if that means wearing your nuttiest outfit to a four-person dinner party, great. Yes, oh, I can't believe that was the wildest example I could come up with. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, you'll find me in glitter on January one. I can't wait. You know what you're eating. On New Year's Eve? Don't. So we are going over to our friend's house, the Schmitz, um, who were at our wedding. And it is just their nuclear family. And we have done some very strict quarantining for the last five days. And we're getting tests. So we're going to go over there. And they're cooking. But Harry and I are bringing our homemade chicken liver pate, which we have not begun Mm. making yet, but we're going to be making it. So, Oh, my God. Please. Wish me luck. Please take photos and save some for me. That's my favorite and no one here will eat it. Oh God. <laughs> but I guess that means more for me. I've been dying That's to make some. Yum. It's yeah. so good. So I good. My big question is how do you get it from getting grainy? Apparently the trick is straining it, but I'm like sure that I did that the last time and it was still kind of grainy. So we'll see. Um, I don't, we actually don't know what we're doing. It's just going to be four or five of us. We're not okay. sure. And I was thinking today, like, maybe we could do something cute, like our video that hopefully just came out by the time this episode comes out. Yes. Like, oh, a, yeah. night, like a night in Paris or something. And oh, do like Coca Van or like start with some oysters. I don't know. I'm just thinking to give it a, a theme, yes. just to make it different from all these other holidays slash like every night that we all spend together here. Yeah. So- What do you think? Is that a good idea? We've done like a lot of themed stuff and it's made it so much more fun. Like for, I'm sure I talked about this, but like for Father's Day, we did a whole German beer hall thing for my dad. Like we've done all kinds of stuff and it just brings another level of festivity, of course. And I think people can see like, oh, you really worked hard to make this special. So I'm going to also bring my A game. 
Right. It's a good way to complain. (laughs) Yes. And it's a good way to include everyone too, because it's not just like, this is the dinner. It's like, this is the whole theme. So even if you're not making the dinner, you can still, you could make a cocktail or you could just like do a decoration or just dress up. so silly, but like, I think, and this is like, oh my God, you'd have to be such a type to do this, but it's like a type of person that I want to know so badly is like make little handwritten cards and like put them under everybody's door, basically like inviting them to, you know, I'm going to do it. Chateau Gafari. Oh at, my god! Seven thirty p.m. on the you know the thirty first December and make you it just like, gave so, me a gift. Isn't that so cute? I'm gonna do it. They would love that beautiful handwriting and be yes. and just basically be like, give them the attire, give them the time, and be like, please do not bring anything. Basically, <laughs> right? Like I, the oh. chefs will have taken care of everything. Okay, okay. I'm gonna run this by Chris tonight. Oh my god, you are. <laughs> As if I had any doubt, you are my best friend. (laughs) What a beautiful idea. Thank you. That's what I've been missing is that like, it can't just be like at breakfast, like, hey, you guys mind if like we cook dinner? It needs to be like, this is happening. Exactly. Shut your mouth. Yeah. There's an invitation. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. Right. Yep. Exactly. Oh, I love that. You're a genius. Well, thank you. Okay, I feel like that's just the perfect note to end on, me being a genius, don't you think? <laughs> Wait a second. I've been duped. Guys, we are wishing you all the most beautiful, glorious, safe, healthiest New Year's Eve celebration this year. Just know if you're sad or lonely that a lot of other people are too. And this coming year, things are going to change and hopefully we will approach some normalcy together. And we've, we've been through so much already and we're only, I hate to say it, but we're going to get stronger than yesterday. (sighs) That's right. You guys have brought us so much joy and gotten us through this year in a real way. Having a night is the only thing that's kept me sane. So having Hmm. you guys, having your presence in our lives has been huge and really made this year so, so, so much better than it possibly could have been. So thank you. Yes. Each and every one of you, we see you, not literally, but we feel your energy. We love talking to you. The one, you know, we know there are lots of you who aren't part of Instagram, but we know you're out there and we we do this for you. We do this for us. We do this for this community of people uh, who love to have a night and we won't stop. Can't stop 2021. Thank you, Colin, as ever. Our angel. You are our king. You're our angel. And we will see you guys in 2020 fucking one. 